resorts, homes and the newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. We need to be prepared for the future. I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared. Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Save what for dream. You must ready. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. Eventually, I know it's going to hit. It's only a matter of time. Helping your community. Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared. Pacific prepared. Hi, I'm Fred Hooper, and this is Pacific Prepared. It's a show about natural disasters and climate change. We hear stories from across the Pacific about how people have survived natural disasters. Our team of reporters are based right across the Pacific, so they understand exactly what happens on the ground during a natural disaster. On today's show, farmers adapting to climate change. It's been happening for a while. What some farmers in Solomon Islands are doing. Also, the role of emergency services in Samoa and how social media is impacting their jobs. And some schools in Kiribati might need to completely relocate because of rising sea levels. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared. I'm just holding on for dear life here. For women, it's always safety first. They are the first responder. You're listening to Pacific Prepared. Adapting traditional ways of farming has been happening for years in the Pacific. As the climate changes, things need to be updated. As Jeremy Guao finds out, valuing traditional knowledge when it comes to climate change has been an important practice for some Malaitans in Solomon Islands. It's a bumpy ride around two to three hours from Malaita's capital, Aoki. Haudekira, it's a village of almost 100 farmers who rely on farming for survival. But the changing weather patterns are making it difficult. Before there was not much rainfall, but now plenty of rainfall is causing our taro leaves to die. Jeffrey has three beautiful kids and loves spending much of his time in the garden. He has dark skin and a well-built body, but his experience ain't unique. Leslie Sanger quit his full-time job as a reporter to focus on understanding how traditional knowledge works. Uh, normally, our people, uh, before until now, we, uh, we practice the kind of uh, gardening system that, you know, slash and burn. And so, slash and burn is... Uh, it's just to be brave. It's like you you, you brush um, or cleaning the area and then you leave it for several days and after you burn it and then whatever you might plant in that place. So that, that's a kind of a system that we, or gardening system that we, we um, leave on for so many years until now. But but again, the, um, when climate change uh, came in, it, it really affects the, that kind of system or gardening system for us. So even um, farmers, we, feel, we we really affected by that. And so um, <clears throat> as we um, feel that um, climate change is affecting us, 
like um, here we have um, more rain than sun so this is how it affects us like we have uh, rain more rain than sun so in that way like uh, the the slash and bend system is not really work when we have uh, more rain than sun because slash and bend system it only works well when we have uh, you know more dry season than rain because you you know you have to burn the whatever rubbish is or whatever you cut in the garden so that's the kind of system so for now it, it's quite you know change and so we have um, more rain than sun so that system is not really working so just recently we came up with another method because we know that we can't um, really address the effects of climate change but what we did is we came up with a new approach uh, and, and we uh, a kind of uh, adaptation climate change approach um, for gardening methods. So that uh, kind of uh, gardening method, we, we call it um, just uh, clean and plant, or else we, you, uh, we call it slash and plant. It really means, uh, because we don't have um, uh, more sun or dry seasons in our place, we just clean the place and we plant. Whatever bushes we cut there, we just leave there and then we plant. So this uh, adaptation method, we, we, we show that it really works well for whatever uh, weather patterns. Like, you don't really need uh, a sun or to burn it, like slash and bend where you have to burn those rubbishes. For the, uh, this method, you, you don't need to burn the uh, rubbishes. You just uh, cut them, leave it for several weeks, and then when the rubbishes, they, you know, die, you come and plant. Uh, in that area, so it's quite, um, uh, you know, that, that's a kind of method that we came up with, and we we, we saw that it, it really works well in this kind of weather condition at the moment. Because of its isolation, this village has a different view of outside war and issues that go along with that. People living here in the interior part of Malaita, they they are the only means of. Um, income generating activities is uh, farming so but climate change at the moment is a real threat to the far, uh, farming um, if, if there is no any adoption uh, methods or techniques then our future on farming will be you know we don't know what, what will happen to it like the first chances we have seen now is um, rain more rain than sunlight unlike before where we have um, more dry season uh, accurately than uh, rain time. <clears throat> Is that something quite worrying for farmers or for you personally as someone who actually works in the highlands? Well, um, thank you. Like someone who always works with the rural farmers and the rural people, it's a, it's, it's, this is a big threat to us. Um, and it's a worried for the farmers as well, uh, uh, because you know, for us people living in the highlands, we depend much on farming, um, and also we earn money from farming. Like we use farming uh, gardens for food and also money as well. But it's really challenging at the moment when uh, climate change is uh, you know threatening us. So it's really worrying for us um, as someone who work with the rural farmers here. That's why we have to come up with this idea and establish the Guanafu uh, Farmer School, uh, mainly to address that. Um, I know it's a, 
uh, it's not uh, going you know to totally address the climate change issue because we understand that it's a global issue um, but with what uh, little we have we can over to help the farmers because you know um, like I mentioned already our people here always depend on farming for food and income Although how the Kiria community have been benefit from localized farming projects, Mr. Sanger says more work needs to be done. If there is, uh, if the climate change continue to affect us, my, my concern here is that where else can, you know, they, they will go. Because uh, our people before, they use that. If, if there is a shortage in food in the garden, they will go to the bush and collect our williams while uh, waiting for the garden they make to harvest again or something like that. But now the threat is our generation these days don't, don't, don't really know about those uh, traditional food as well. So if, if there is any disaster, then why, why, why will uh, they go again? So this is the, the thing that it's really important. So that's why <clears throat> um, as, as someone who really work with the communities and uh, uh, people here, um, we, we really need to, you know, come up with some ideas to document those um, uh, knowledges, uh, to put them in a book so that our now our generations, you know, somehow will get the knowledge from the books. Unlike before that, where the knowledge was per passed on verbally. But uh, now I, I came up with that idea to help the communities in terms of uh, disaster. Uh, and I, I know I know that it's a kind of um, climate adapt, uh, ad adaptation as well to prepare for uh, the, the disaster as well. So this is what um, really important. Back on Jeffrey's farm, he's busy doing taro farming in the hope that he can still provide for his family. This current weather pattern indeed will have an impact on my taro business, especially my garden. So this is me. Jeremy Guao, a multimedia freelance journalist based in Solomon Islands, ending that story from Malaita. People's lives have been affected by a disaster. Know what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do. Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure. See, all the signs are coming, so we have to prepare. Be prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared had an opportunity to speak with the Commissioner of Samoa Fire and Emergency Services Authority, or SAFESA, Tanuvasa Petone Monga. Safesa's services for the people of Samoa is very important, especially during natural disasters and all other emergencies happened in the country. Safesa is also working in collaboration with other agencies in the Disaster Management Organization or National Emergency Operations Center, New York. Tanuvasa spoke about their role and the services they provided, also how they respond to people in time of emergencies. Tanuvasa also elaborated on how they conduct drills from time to time to ensure our people are well-trained and aware of what to do to save lives when disasters strike. Um, few road accidents happened recently in the country. I have noticed that people at the scene were always recorded videos of the accident and posted on Facebook page before contacting FISA for help. 
What is your advice that our people need to do first when they arrived at the scene before the rescuers arrived? Oh, of course, sir, Maui, that's one of our concerns. Uh, and yes, we have noticed and experienced uh, those who have been doing live on Facebook, which is a great concern for us, uh, for FISA. And we continue to advise the public to call 911 first and report the incident to FISA and police rather than Facebook. As we often see in the, uh, the public, once they've, uh, they've uh, arrived on the scene, if they were the first to arrive on the scene of the incident, They've um, put it on live, they take photos and put it on live instead of uh, doing what they're supposed to do to save uh, those lives. If, they've, uh, if they can do that, that's their help, you know, that's their part of their assistance that they can help uh, uh, FISA or help the, whoever is uh, it's, 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 it's under uh, great. Uh, stress or uh, because of the incident, so we advise and we put it on, and of course we uh, put it out uh, on our awareness program to uh, encourage the public to call 911 to use the 911 uh, emergency number to call uh, fire and emergency services and the police, yeah, and about uh, refrain from uh, putting it on uh, on live on Facebook. Thank you. Um, FISA continues to conduct drills to showcase what our people need to do when a natural disaster happens. Does this practice work since the authority carried out the, the exercises? Oh yes, Maui, uh, it is very effective and useful. As you understand that uh, we only have about uh, two fire stations here in, uh, in, in uh, Apia and two in uh, Savai. And uh, it's it's quite a distance uh, for the uh, fire and emergency to respond to the other end of the uh, island, but uh, certainly this uh, program, drills and fire and uh, and evacuation uh, drills, uh, helps us. Surface uh, and other partner agencies carry out this fire and evac evacuation drills, another awareness program to educate the public and communities on uh, basics, life-saving methods to ensure life is a priority before and uh, doing any disaster. So it is very effective and very useful as we understand that those those people that we work with and those people that we uh, deal dealt with uh, uh, to uh, assist the community, they, they uh, uh, they've done what they were supposed to do to ensure uh, people are moved to uh, 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 safe locations during and uh, before disasters. Um, my final question is, your motto is protecting lives and properties. Can you elaborate more on your services for Samoa in natural disasters and other emergencies? Uh, thank you, uh, Maui. Yes, it, it is actually saving lives. Our motto is saving lives and protecting properties. Safisa uh, work 24 hours, seven days a week, and as a custodian of National Emergency Number 911, so face respond agency and always respond to emergency call, all kinds of emergency and all sorts of disasters, natural disaster, man-made disaster. So, we, we 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 prioritize. We we look at lives as uh, as paramount. That safety, uh, as you know, and the protecting of property. 
but uh, life is its most is precious to us that we have to ensure that we provide that uh, service to the public and to the communities and so uh, yes yes that's uh, that's absolutely um, correct that is our motto about uh, saving lives and protecting uh, properties thank you commissioner Senuvasa Pietone Maunga, Commissioner of Samoa Fire and Emergency Services Authority. Pacific Prepared reporter Maui Lutamose, ending that story with the Samoan Emergency Services. My name's Fred Hooper and you're listening to Pacific Prepared. We need to be prepared for the future. Helping you stay safe. We have built a seawall two times, but we did no good. What happens when something goes wrong and how do they respond to it? Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. The Republic of Kiribati is located in the central Pacific Ocean. The 33 islands of Kiribati, of which only 20 are inhabited, are scattered over a vast area of ocean. A few of the islands are compact with fringing reefs, but most are rattles. Kiribati society remains conservative and resistant to change. Ties to family and traditional land remain strong. The growing devastation from the impacts of climate change has worried many in Kiribati. Kiribati is just one of many nations on the front lines of climate change where people silently suffered great losses in crops and houses, and they have even buried their own children because of the impact of climate change is already having on the country. What happens in Kiribati and other frontline nations should be a wake-up call for the entire world. But unfortunately, only a few people know Kiribati exists. This week, we will hear from Mr. Alexandra Thiabo, the Education Minister for Kiribati, who during an interview shared the challenges encountered by his ministry in recent years from climate change, sea level rise, coastal erosion, and coastal flooding. Well, well we know that climate change is now, it's not something that is very new now. We know it's a problem now. We've been listening and we, 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 we have seen reports from the, the, those, those uh, scientists who are doing the study. But we, we in Kiribati, we feel that the impact, we also see the impact of that. But we believe that nothing, there's nothing impossible in this, in this, in this, in this world. We are, we, our role is to protect our country. We know that when it was created, they, 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 we should know how to to save that country from the, this impact of climate change. But we know it is not our, it is not something that we, we, we introduce. Someone, that there, are, there were people or there were countries that were doing this for us, but we, it's, not, it's not good for us just to go and pinpoint to them. What we believe in, with, in this government, we believe we should do it on a partnership uh, uh, arrangement, like, like we, strong partnership can resolve things. And we, we, it, it's not good to go out and pinpointing at them, say, this is what you do, this is, what it's, this, this is not time for blaming each other. Mm. It is time to work with each other and try and, and resolve the problems that we've been created. Not us, but, but it's, it could be us too. 
everyone's business is climate change. So that's what we believe. The, those who, who are who are there, who can offer us the rent, we have to go to them and say this is this is what we this is what the situation looks like. See, like what what you, we have in Kiribati, very scattered. And I'm the minister of education with all the schools scattered in the low lying corridors. It's the, 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 the aim is to to safeguard those schools, to protect those schools, those schools not to to get uh, destroyed by the the sea level rise or the, the, many things to do. And so we have the world that can hear us on this. And that, that's what we believe. We go to them, we talk with them, they see the situation, and I'm sure the SDG 17, those SDG 17, there are places we can fi fix these things in those SDGs. We've we got many problems now in our schools. You know that the, the, the salinity of the water, that that's one, one the, we, we want our, our children to, to drink quality water. The problem is water now because of the sea, because of that sea level rise, that, that, as they say, and the, the, the more seas, there are more seas than land in the, in the country, and you can tell that uh, it's, we are prone to that kind of salinity problem the, with our water, and that's what's happening. Also, the, there are schools that have to move from from one place to another because of, because of the, 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 the 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 coastal erosion that that is happening, and that's what that what is also happening. And you, you know, limited land in Kivas, there's nowhere we can go to higher ground. So the, the, many things to the only ways to protect the coastal areas. And we have something we have, we have we, we are thankful that we have our 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 proposals to the the Green Climate Fund. On, on water, water is now look, looked after. There's, there's funding has been uh, has been approved there, but on, only the coastal erosions thing, the, the protection that we, we still ask the the Green Climate Fund to look at it. Mm -hmm. It's in the pipeline, but mm -hmm. we hope that one day they're going to put it out, and mm -hmm. so that we can we can protect our schools mm -hmm. that are getting destroyed now with this uh, this coastal erosion. Uh, you know the. To us, the, it is the way we look at Kiribati, like we say, water to us is not a problem. If we if we do it like if we do it like this, you know, we are surrounded by seawater, and there are technologies that that can change seawater into drink, drinkable water. See, and the, the, the salination plants. What we're doing now, we got we we got those plants to to look after the, the to just to 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 get us. Uh, more water to drink, and and, and I think that's that. If if the, we we look at this, if we do this, plant establish more desalination plants in Kiribati for our schools. That can that can solve the problem in the meantime before the the, the, the big one is, is coming. Yeah. Can you reveal the name of the schools that are badly affected? There's one school in my in my home island, which is in in which is called Anginipayatoa. That's the the, the, the the arm of uh, the strong, strong, mm. strong, strong men, yeah? uh, strong people. Eh? Mm. That's uh, what they call it. And uh, it's Angini uh, Bayato is in my village of Kiowe and Tanmeinu. That's in Buddha. That two villages. They own the school. They, they, the school were for them. That is for them. And uh, it's really we thinking of relocating the school because it's very prone to the. Mm. The, 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 the coastal erosion and the, you know the, the, the seasage and everything it's, it's, when night tide come then you can walk with the sea around you yeah. right. so uh, you know uh, instilling the, the, the knowledge the concept of climate change to children is very important yeah yes so yes. what is the government doing doing well, about it 
Well, we, we like the, what we do with ECD, with the ECD in the Pacific, the Pacific we, we, we put that in the action, nine actions that we put in a, a early childhood care uh, development policy that we have developed now. We are the first country to develop the ECD policy. Kiribati is the first one. And in that policy, we, 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 we put also the, something on climate change, like, in the, like what we did in the Pacific. It's good that the, the, the children know their environments so that they can know what they can do mm. and to, to improve the environment. Right. Our islands, uh, country is very fragile to this. We are very, uh, we are the forefront of the, the, the front line in this climate change. We are the ones who are gonna make, gonna protect the country. We should do more and we should do whatever we can to safeguard our schools, safeguard our country. Freelance journalist based in Fiji, Josona Nunga, speaking with the Kiribati Education Minister recently. My name's Fred Hooper, and you're listening to Pacific Prepared. What's your plan? Are you ready to leave your home? Plan now before disaster strikes. Pacific Prepared. If you're hearing this, you're obviously interested in the Pacific which is why I wanted to let you know about ABC Pacific website. You can listen back to anything you hear on the program, and it's a good way to connect with us. You can share information, maybe you're working on something related to this program, or maybe you've just got some feedback. There's also a heap of links on there that you might be interested in too, like Pacific Beat for all your news and current affairs in the Pacific, and for all the latest sports news, you've got Can You Be More Pacific? The easiest way to get in touch is to search for ABC Pacific and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. There's lots of ways to get in touch there. Uh, Cyclones, uh, Cyclone Gita. Uh, That was my first cyclone I experienced. Right. It was was pretty rough. What happened? Where were you? Uh, I was at at home, just with uh, my mum and my dad. And then we heard the radio said that there was a cyclone. So we hurried and... uh, Got some copper, some stuff to nail against the levers, yeah, yeah. the windows, yeah. And you just stayed in your home the whole time? Yeah, we just stayed at our house. I was worried about my families in other houses, so my dad went and picked them up. So we all stayed, all of our families were in one house. And uh, yeah, we just started praying to God to uh, help us. Our specific islanders are the ones actually at risk. We're the ones actually facing the challenges of climate change, the rise of sea level and the hurricanes. Every year we are, we're always expecting a cyclone to occur and we don't know how hard it's going to hit us. And yeah, we're, we're quite, some of us are quite um, scared. It's pretty, pretty frequent now. Um, it's like every year we experience cyclones. So it's, for now, we just, we tend not to underestimate it, but yeah. The time to prepare is now, not right before an emergency. No electricity, nothing whatsoever. You are listening to Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared is supported by the Pacific Media Assistance Scheme with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of PACMAS or the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including... Radio New Zealand Pacific, NBC Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Capital FM 107 Vanuatu, FBC Fiji, 
Samoa National Radio 2AP, SIBC Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation, and TBC Tonga. If you're working on something that relates directly to this program, let us know so that we can tell everybody about it. Maybe you've got a story idea, a personal experience to share, a topic to cover, or someone that you think we should meet. The easiest way to get in touch is to search for Pacific Prepared and then scroll down to the Connect With Us section. Part of the aim of this program is to start conversations about disasters. What would you do and how will you prepare? We're trying to help you make the next disaster easier for you and your family. My name's Fred Hooper. Please share any information you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared.